do you ever just look at somebody and go, look at the hair on that guy? Oh, oh yeah. And then I hate, and I, and I'm like, and I hate when it's bad hair and I'm like, you're wasting this gorgeous head of hair and you're not even like. I get so mad when I see somebody with like a full head of hair and just the worst haircut. (laughs) I'm like, you could be anything you want. Hello and welcome to Bald Talk, the podcast where two bald comedians interview other bald comedians, chef, neurosurgeons, grave robbers, fans of Squid Game, and really anyone who is bald about being bald. And sometimes we even talk to the heroes, but I have very little hair as I am bald and I am Brian Husky. And I have zero hair and I am Charlie Sanders. That's right. And keeping us true to our podcast premise, we have a very bald and very funny guest who himself is a podcasting machine as the host of Dumb People Town, along with the Sklar Brothers and Pen Pals with Rory Scoville. He is a nationally touring stand-up, and he has lent his hilarious vocal talents to Bob's Burgers, Central Park, and animation domination High Def. We also used to share the same manager years ago, but I'm not sure if he's still with them, but we'll find out. No. Please welcome <laughs> Daniel Van Kirk. Daniel Van no. Kirk. I'm not. <laughs> Hello, Daniel friends. Hey, what's going on? I'm, I'm glad to get to see you in the in the days when we used to run into each other, like passing show ships in the night at a UCB green room. Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, we got to take a picture really quick. And then it would be yeah, like yeah. that. It would, yeah. Uh, it was always like, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh my God, it smells like garbage back here, right? Yeah, we, yeah, it's because we're in the back alleyway. Right, right. It's disgusting. Right, right. Let's have a conversation. No, no, I'm starting to get nauseous. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm glad to be able to uh, see people that I would normally get to see on like a monthly basis, at least every once I in know. a while now. So I thanks know. for having me, gents. Thanks for, thanks being, for being here. here. You guys are bald. Yeah. I mean, check it I out. Know. You know. You know. I know, seen, I know. I know. You know how I Charlie. Know. You know how Charlie. I'm bald does. as fuck. Aren't you in a commercial that's running right now, Brian, where you have hair? Yeah. Yeah. It's running. And so it's me and Cordry, and mm-hmm. you can't have two bald that's, guys. I in wondered a that. I, when I saw that, I was like, did they say, well, we can't, otherwise the commercial becomes about similar people? So they were like, yeah. we need to have the or looks just, be different. I, I mean, I'm sure it's based on like uh, <laughs> extensive testing. They find just like sales plummet or that people think that this car, the cars that they sell cause baldness or, you know, all I, sorts uh, of things. I don't want to hijack your premise at all, but I tell people this all the time. I go, uh, tell me the next time you see a bald person in a commercial that isn't a cop, military, or a uh, person of or color. Or a bumbling dad, or, yeah. A, yeah. A low, yeah. Low, or a low status manager. Right. Who gets, <laughs> yeah. You, you that's why, have you, I'm, your I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but like that's why Breaking Bad is, a, is a, such a groundbreaking show because at one point, every lead male character on the show did not have hair. At I one know. Point. I love yeah. that. It was Dean Norris. Jesse had his head shaved. Yeah, Jesse had Gustavo did not have hair. Um, Giancarlo Esposito was bald. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was bald. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a thing that, like, it would would never happen on a network because they would just be like, well, who would they identify? Like, if... (laughs) Everyone yeah. who works in this bakery has to look like a model with a full head of hair. There's no, you know, it, they oh, wouldn't, man. they just would never let that happen. Because they just don't think the audience can make that leap. It's some very odd casting algorithm that you and I, and all three of us don't have any sort of care but for. It, but it <laughs> still follows some of the tropes in that you have a bald cop. Mm-hmm. And then you have bald villains, right? You know, yeah. Bald, yeah, yeah, bald criminals, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no, uh, there the 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 sort of like extreme tra- stratification of it's like, well, you're not just a person that doesn't have hair. It's like you are a type. You're right. these archetypes. Right. So I think they need to add, for Commedia dell'arte, they need to add Baldo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like an extra new. It's time to rewrite Commedia dell'arte. There you go. It's it's so funny, it's, like saying that like the network kind of model. I just did a self tape for something today, and it's like a medical drama, and every description of every character is like handsome, charming, um, like down to earth, but mm-hmm, handsome, mm-hmm, good looking, mm-hmm, beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, you know, severely burned head to toe, but handsome. <laughs> just like, <laughs> like it didn't matter. Everyone is just like something about them is like, ooh, I like looking at this person. That's so funny. That's, That's so true. Funny. Yeah, yeah, it's a completely. But let true. me ask. So, 
Uh, I was scrutinizing, uh, you know, part of our research is to really stare at the page of our guests. Sure. So I was going back and looking at past pictures of you and then present. And you had, you've shaved your head, like you've had it shorn down for a long time. Yeah. But you had it, the middle, the middle zone looked pretty thick. Yeah, like I it, could, yeah, I could, in our world, we know that like, there's a lot of uh, people who have enough hair to have hair up for TV and film. Yeah. Um, most notably, and I, I don't think he gives a shit or would care about me saying this, but like Odenkirk is probably like one of the biz, biggest examples of this, that if he mm-hmm. grows it out, then they can fill it in enough. And sometimes they go obviously full on wig for like um, uh, Better Call Saul and stuff like that. But yeah. there are things where they just kind of like fill it out. And I'm sure we we know people in the industry who wouldn't want us to say that everybody knows they're hanging on. But like um, if I grow it out, I can certainly have hair and for what they do with on film and TV and all that stuff. Like I could, no one would think twice about it, but for me, it was just like, I just, it's enough that isn't there that Mm -hmm. I, I thought I'm just going to shave it. Like I'm not, I just, because when I see somebody, when I see somebody who doesn't, like it's just hanging on for dear life and every once in a while they catch themselves in the security camera at a grocery store or something. And, (laughs) and, and you, you just know, like, I don't know. To me, I don't know. I want to, I don't want to get too like on my own horse about this, but like there's something about just owning it of being like, well, I'm just going to shave my head rather than look yeah. like a guy who every day is hoping you don't point out the fact that he's losing his hair. So, so it, like it's, I've had guys who, uh, co- comics who are like, don't, they have no option and they get mm-hmm. mad at me. They're like, you could grow it out. Like you could, right. you could though. And everybody <laughs> would think you have hair. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. But then sometimes also, cause you know, being tall, very rarely is anybody looking down at the top of my head, but if right, they ever totally. catch it, you just have that moment where you're like, "Oh yeah, you got me." I, I, my, I have thinning hair, so I, <laughs> I, I just, I think it was 2000 and man, I, I, I want to say 2010. I'd done it a couple times before, but 2010, I, I, I said, "Screw it," and then I grew it out out of curiosity's sake. I maybe for like a year, year and a half in 2000, like 14, 15. And then just started shaving it again. And I don't, yeah, yeah. It, it just, I don't know. It's weird. It's a thing of like, it's a dual, I'll be honest and, and uh, vulnerable. It's a dual thing of if I grow it out, I almost feel very insecure about it, even though I could pass. And if I shave it, I have complete confidence and don't care. Cause you're so, making the choice. Yeah. You I, know, I, I, Whereas yeah. if you grow it out, you're sort of like, oh, I'm letting nature decide. If you shave it, you're going, I choose. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But the weird thing is, like, even in that, like, you're making a choice to, but you're still kind of altering it to such a way that you're you're neutralizing people's commentary about it. Or or not even right. commentary, but you're neutralizing what is kind of the, the expected you you know, you say like somebody noticing that you're thinning or whatever. Right. right. And like the true power move is just like well fuck you i don't care i mean i feel like <laughs> i was pointing to the 70s like the 70s was just like they didn't they didn't care. give a motherfuck no they didn't care what they did with their heads no they looked, you know it was great and it's so <laughs> ugly also like just like owning it is always in everything the best way to go like you mentioned bob mm-hmm. odenkirk who's a buddy of mine and i don't think yeah. he'd mind me saying this because he just blatantly told me one day but he he got plugs at some point Sure. Mm-hmm. He, I, if I recall correctly, he was shooting a pilot and he had to miss a day of the pilot because the plugs got fucked up. And mm-hmm. so then like all these people they shifted. What's that? They all shifted to the wrong side. <laughs> so <it was> just <laughs> like, and then a ball spot on the side. Yeah. Here. They all went the wrong way. And then like, but then like the trades and shit were like Bob Odenkirk, you know, you know, da da da. Like, Oh, that's why he faked that heart attack, oh, right? Because of his Ryan. plugs. I see. Oh, that no. was terrifying. Oh my god, <laughs> that, was that was terrifying. So terrifying. Jesus. I was like, we cannot lose Bob I know that no, was. I, I felt like that was our comedy version of the Bay of Pigs. Like, yeah. what, every, like, what are we? What's happening today or tomorrow? Oh my god. Um, now it's now it's Bob Odenkirk podcast discussion <laughs> like, I, that. when that happened like that was on the heels of him doing that uh was it every man or the nobody um, nobody nobody that title yeah <laughs> um but just hearing like i read an article in an interview with him just about his 
I mean, he's like training to be an action star. Oh, yeah, in yeah, his, yeah. You know, later 50s. And I was like, holy shit. I hope he, yeah, he did it. I, hope he okay. uh, <laughs> I have no problem. I have no problem. So I went in for a full concert consultation for hair restoration. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because I do, you know, I, I have it on the sides. And so they, I, I found the place here in LA that is one of the best. And I don't care about it. Like I had said going into it, I go, if I'm a candidate for this, I'm going to get it. And if anybody is like, so did you get hair restoration? I go, yeah, hundred percent. And, mm -hmm. and I, I equated it to being like, if somebody is in amazing shape, right? Like we've seen transformations, whether that's like Kumail or, or Chris Pratt or something like that. No one says like, like we feel like, Oh, that's okay. Cause it's, it's quote unquote natural, but like how natural is it? Like they completely altered their lives and worked really hard. And I don't take anything away from that. I'm just saying right. if you do plastic surgery, yeah, I worked my ass off for years and years to be able to afford this thing that I wanted to do. The difference is, is I, one was a procedure and the other one, took just as much sacrifice and time, but happy. I, I don't care about any of that stuff is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's like, if you do it for yourself and you want to do it, as long as it makes you happy, who own it, who gives a shit? Yeah. The weird like, thing is like, if you, if you really kind of boil it down, it's almost like genetic shaming. Yeah. It's like, you don't have the natural goods to have a, like a right. set of you know, hair. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. So I went in for it. It's one of the best places. I would highly recommend it to anybody who, who wants to do it. I would say, go to this place and, and meet with them. And they had, had me grow my hair out for two weeks going into it. And they said that, uh, it, that around the base of my skull, like at the bottom, like below the crown and, and around the ears, they were like, it looks like it's thinning. So if we pull from there to put it on the top of your head, you may end up thinning in that area. And then we could just run into this game where you're constantly trying to like play catch up. Oh, catch so, up, yeah. yeah. So they told me like straight up, they go, you're just not a candidate. And interesting. That was hard to hear. Yeah, I've seen that in older dudes. The one, yeah, the, like Peter Boyle. I remember being mm -hmm. like obsessed with his like little ring they had. It just yeah. like became this like tiny little, tiny, like yeah. you know, it was kind of like yeah. a little back tape. of the head mustache. Yeah, yeah. like a little <laughs> yeah. piece of tape with hair yeah. on it around on the back of his head. And uh, I always say that the, the two best answers you can get out of if you want to do hair restoration is 100% you should do this or 100% you should not do this. The worst yeah. is if they yeah. had said like, well, we don't really know it's 50 50 and then you're going to drop all this money and hope what happens. And they were like, no, you just, they go, do you have a problem with confidence? And I said, no, I do. I just mm -hmm. need to know if I, because it is tr like we, as much as we were joking about it, having a head of hair just gives you more options for roles or it asks a person to not have to think about you in a wig or say, well, can this yeah. person be bald? Right. Like it just, it just changes a lot. So, so I'm like, you know what, if it gives me more options and one of my questions was going to be, even if you do it, can I shave my head again? Uh, is that even oh, right. an option? So I right. really was like, for me, it was just about like, well, can I do this? And if I can't, I can't. And so the guy was like, I'm going to be honest with you. It's, I just, I wouldn't recommend it. He goes, I'll do it if you want to, but, um, that's a good know, doctor. Pulled, yeah, he was like, we've pulled from people's arm hair, back hair, leg hair, uh, chest hair. He's like, because they can do more of that for the filling, like on the very top. But but he he was like, I just wouldn't do it. And I said, okay, well, That's thanks. Cool. Yeah, because nice. now I just know, you know what I mean? Like, all right, well, I went in, I looked at it. And, and I know, as we've thought about and, or had discussions with people, I know people would have been like, the fuck did you just get hair? Yeah, and, I know. Uh, <laughs> that, that's all that thing is like, oh, well, magic And I would have said, yeah, the interesting thing, though, about it, because it's the FUE treatment, I believe, mm -hmm. um, when they pull it and they put that in, I think they said 60 or 80% of people have, like, uh, scalp shock. So you'll get a full head of hair, then it'll all fall out. And then yeah. over the course of, like, three to four months, naturally, it'll regrow, which I oh, also wow. kind of like, because then I guess it would seem like a natural thing to people be like, oh, you just kind of grew hair. You, yeah. yeah. But I would never have shied away from it i just like you'd said like once you own it there really isn't any you don't have much glass for people to throw stones at because you're like yeah i already broke all these windows so yeah it doesn't yeah. really <laughs> do, say, i smashed my own windows out. <laughs> yeah yeah could you shave it like did they say like if you did shave it does it are there tiny little you, i believe that scarring? you can we just didn't get that far but i learned so much about that procedure of like graphs yeah. and how many follicles they. and i really like really researched because if i was going to do it i wanted to obviously make sure it was done right but there are people um that i know have plugs who don't talk about it that nobody knows it's one of those things where the best hair restoration you'll never know happened yeah you, yeah. you kind of yeah. only ever know the bad ones or the people who tell you and that's and 
But yeah. there, there is a growing trend of ironic hair restoration where you clearly know that somebody's getting it done, and it's oh, sort yeah. of like it's like it's harkening back to sort of like 1950s technology. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Very, it's like brutal. It's lots of scarring. <laughs> they like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that's what my uh, wife always says about makeup. Is like if you're if you're a woman and you wear you know wear makeup and you know how to put it on right, you, no one would notice you're wearing makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I went down that road, but then I was like, all right, then I guess uh, I don't have to spend this money and I don't have to wa- wonder about whether or not I could have done it. And mm-hmm. uh, now I'll just keep stay like this. If it goes out, like when it come when you let it grow out, what is yeah. the pattern like do you have because you know i'm just like a ring at this point i have like a little bit of fuzz in the middle it's thin Um, on the very top of my crown and kind of spreads out a little bit there but then mm -hmm. that's it like uh and to be honest i don't know i wonder i also wonder if it's how much of it is like gray at this point i have no idea Uh oh that's Um, interesting yeah the other thing though too is like you know you look at somebody like um Oh my God, why am I forgetting his name? Memento, Groundhog Day, Tablowski. If you go bald early in life or start shaving your head, you will essentially stay the same age forever. Like so much longer for people because you just kind of fall into one thing and then you have your your window, at least for the roles that people instantly think of you for or uh, things that you want to do is so much bigger than yeah yeah i've i've played in my 40s since i was in my 30s right you and you'll I mean? play and you'll play in your 40s into your 60s probably yeah, yeah. totally. i mean really no, at this point it's sort of like my my giveaway is my the beard color sure you know? but it is like like in those commercials they just throw some shit on there and yeah. it's, it knocks 10 years off but it is getting it is getting them to like when you were talking about people wearing wigs you know actors and stuff at a certain point, there are actors who get to a point like Malkovich, like they'll just be, or Woody Harrelson, like yeah. he's bald, right? But I don't think of him as bald because they're always like jamming him into all sorts of different. Can looks. I ask you guys though? Do you ever audition with wigs? No, I never have. No, uh, uh, no. I, I feel like about I, it, I, never I, I would have to, to get a, to get a wig that would would be convincing would be very expensive and to not if i just went got like yeah. you know a 30 dollar wig it would be like oh this this gentleman is i think you'd be surprised because the wig that i wore forever <laughs> for Wahlberg, the wig that i wore forever for Wahlberg is like a 35 dollar 40 dollar wig like on hollywood boulevard mm-hmm. there are so many times i would get off stage like if i had done like a full Wahlberg character with like douglas movies or even mm-hmm. you know some sketch stuff uh ucb and people would have thought that was my real hair. And I oh, wore really? it for an audition and didn't send it in uh, just because I didn't, I didn't like the way that played as much. But there is enough times, like I even just recently on my Instagram, I was doing like a digital show where the theme was like people wear wigs. So I just wore that wig. I didn't really like Wahlberg style it, but it's a pretty standard hairstyle. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, it, it's crazy. I'm like, well, I wonder if I ever felt like it called for it. It, I think it really would help some casting directors go, okay. Like they yeah. don't have to go through, <laughs> you went through the hoop for them. So now they just have to ask if they like it rather yeah. than could I, could I imagine Brian Husky? Yeah. In a I way? Like, so I wonder it all the time because it, it, uh, you, 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 like the reason it's happening for somebody like Woody Harrelson is because he established himself as an actor with hair and then they just, wanted Woody Harrelson and then they said does this character have hair and then that's yeah. how every that's how it goes for yeah, every yeah. step Sam of the process too, kinda. yeah 100 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. percent. yeah 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 that's funny i think i'm now i'm wondering is like there's at some point there's gonna be some digital uh filter option where you can just <laughs> put hair on yourself that's you know what you I just thought I was like, God, maybe I should check Invent the Instagram that, filters and do yeah. my do my audition to some of this. When I, I know met- you can get, I know you can get a Twilight the the main vampire uh, Twilight hair. My daughter's <laughs> done that to me, and it doesn't look well. It does not. Look I well. uh, I will tell you when I, you know, when I talked to the uh, doctor with the, the hair restoration, they said that they are. He goes for five, ten years. So what do you say? For ten years, they've been talking about being two years away from synthetic hair that they create and can just, they just put it onto your head and then it automatically grows and they don't have to pull from anywhere. And they've figured it out. I think he said it's in Japan. They have that technology, but the problem is, is that it's, they can't, they haven't figured out how to make it it anything other than clear. 
Like it's only oh, clear. clear hair. Yes. Oh my god! So you end up with like jellyfish hair. Yes, exactly. He Holy goes, but once, god! Once they can figure out how to color it, because the follicles are just clear. Once they can figure out how to color it, we can do anything. Like anybody could have whatever hair they wanted. And oh, he goes, dude, I want to see a luscious mane of clear hair. <laughs> I want to see that. clear hair too. Remember, Sheer had that uh, brief plot on um, the League about his clear hair. Oh, oh, no, I didn't oh remember yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's like an episode oh where he had clear hair. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're we're ten we're about ten years away from a, <clears throat> a lot of things being like suddenly crazy futuristic. Would you guys oh, yeah. do it if you could just if they'd be like, oh, you'll just do this thing. It costs fifteen grand or ten grand or whatever, and you could have whatever hair you want. You could keep shaving your head, but you would instantly have hair. Would you do it? I would not. I don't. I mean, I last year I was like, no, I would not. And then lately I'm like, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I, would, I, would. I would do it. <laughs> I would do it. But again, it's only because of options. Like I'd be like, all right, I just have more options now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's it. I think so. And I literally could end up in a place where I still shave my head. I like shaving my head. It's so Same. easy. Yeah. It, it, the only, it, the only like in the voice in my head, and maybe this is sort of like a, because I've heard, heard this voice said uh, outside of my head so much, but like people are like, oh no, 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 but that's your brand. Like that you, people know you as this, like this is yeah, your but Brian. Right. I know, right? Your brand is, at least for me, and I'm uh, I'm not just trying to hold your hand with love, but your brand <laughs> is is your comedy. Your brand yeah, is your like personality and your timing and your brain. That's your brand. Right. That's why, if not for villain, cop, or whatever, you you can overcome not having hair by being funny. That's mm-hmm. what that is the like equalizer oh, yeah. that doesn't matter. So it's like your brand is just your comedy. You would yeah. still be you, Charlie. You'd still be you if if the hair is a. That's how we prove it's irrelevant because our brand is our the comedy. The weird thing is like the weird thing is like I. But the thing that's always stopped me before is like I just don't want to do surgery. You yeah. Know? So if you're saying it's like it just you put it on your hair and just it, it grows, I'm like oh yeah. But then even then, like we had a guest Nathan Barnett who got um, hair restoration. Mm-hmm. And I think hopefully he's going to come back and talk about it. But he is like, he's like, yeah, I feel really conflicted. He's feeling conflicted about himself because he, he, he just like, he was like, yeah, I feel like I, I, it's like, it feels cool, but it doesn't feel like myself in some mm-hmm. weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I but think I, I kind of lean change. towards that. Like I, I, I have that in my, I, I don't have the compulsion. I don't have sure. like the, I don't have the either insecurity need or the sort of like business right you know kind of focus i'm just like it just doesn't occur to me that much yeah and i think that i think that's like an, an, an internal compass I'm like yeah i mean then don't do it oh, yeah, well, I think doctor would... daniel oh, you were mentioning like comedy being an equalizer and i'm like that's one thing i love about doing comedy is like it's like being <laughs> it sounds really braggy about the three of us but i think we're all very funny <laughs> And yeah, it's like agreed. being a great athlete. It's like you can be bald or have hair or whatever. And if you're funny, that's all that matters. That like, I mean, takes everything I think else about, away. I think about this with baseball all the time. All the time. Yeah. You, you oh, can yeah. pretty much be any weight, any height. Yeah. If you can, if you're from Matt stairs, people might know it's a deep cut for a big or Rob Beck, like a big, just yeah. you look like you worked at a Even truck Google stop, not a baseball like player. Big. Yeah, or Altuve, right? I mean, when yeah. he's not cheating. But like you, if you can connect to that ball, or you can throw a mid nineties pitch, it, who, nobody it cares. You could be anything. You could be <laughs> like right. have one leg. Right. <laughs> and an ass. I mean, you could have one. You could have literally have one hand. It yeah, I mean, you only need one to pitch anyway. But yeah, like, yeah. I, will, yeah. I will say this though: if you're my shoe salesman and you're bald, I'm not fucking buying the shoe for you. <laughs> No way. No way. <laughs> you can't trust I mean, it's good to have a line. You have to have a line. You have to have a line. You got to have a line. <laughs> you don't know how much of that guy's DNA is going to be falling in your shoe, taking it home. It's gross. No way. Yeah, you got to have a line. Uh, that's. A, I love that. I mean, I, I love that you uh, investigated it and then you're like, Nah, you know, and the, and the, and that that guy was also like, no, I don't. I think this might be a bad path the, because I think that's very responsible. Because to sort of like my position on it, I think if he talked to me, he'd be like, I don't think you should do this, you know, because right. I, I I would think I would be 
going in there feeling like, uh, well, maybe I should do this. Maybe, you know, if anytime you have a should attached to something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's the wrong decision. Yeah, I know? was so glad it wasn't a 50-50 answer. And he yeah. even said, he goes, he goes, I you definitely have enough. I can put it in the front. And anybody whoever is looking at you or talking to you or... Um, I've talked about this a lot and he mentioned it as well that we have mental pictures of people. You were talking about it with Woody Harrelson. And so mm-hmm. mentally when someone pictures you, they will always picture you with hair. You will have hair. Mm. If you are sitting down and they walk up behind you or you bend down in front of them, they're going to hundred percent see it. Does that bother you? I go, yeah. Cause then it's like, Hey, stay right in front of me. So you can see, you can look at me the way I want you to look at me. Right. I go, I don't want to live my life like that. And yeah. so it was, yeah, it was. It was really, I was just relieved, if anything. Obviously, I would have liked a different answer because that's what I was there for. But it, they were so, like, professional and, like, like uh, seemed to give a shit that I, I felt like I owed them money for telling me no. And I was like, what do I owe? Is it still, like, a $200 consultation? They're like, no. Just, uh, no that's amazing. Just, Who was it? What's yeah. the name of the doctor? Uh, it was the F F U E clinic in Pasadena, California. Okay. The follicle yeah. u- unification, unification endeavor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're amazing. They have like almost full procedures on their YouTube where you can watch someone get it. And then it really happened. I was on Instagram and I saw this guy from England had gotten it and it blew my mind what his hair. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, and he did like a seven day vlog of uh, from the day of the procedure for the next seven days. And so I really like, I kind of knew everything that was going into it. It just came down to whether or not I was a candidate. So. Who was telling us about the hair replacement you can get done in another country where it's like super cheap? Was I talking to you about that, Charlie? Do you remember this? Somebody did. It, I don't remember. Was it Carl was. Tart? I feel like there, we had a guest oh, who was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. It was Carl. He was like going to maybe fly to Japan to do it, but he didn't. Carl Tart what? was going to do it? He, he yeah. did, but he did it in America. But he was yeah. thinking about going yeah. to Japan for it. Yeah. But was it Japan? Or I feel like it was some weird place like um like Turkey Shreemata I know does a lot of that. Turkey, stuff. that's it. That's it. Was yeah. it Turkey? I can't. It was it probably was. Yeah, Turkey was known one for a like, lot what? of that. Why? No way. And yeah. it's he was also eating turkey in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're thinking. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I know I know people who have gone to Turkey for like butt augmentation, like all sorts of plastic surgery stuff. Yeah. For some reason I, that's I know like why have gone to Thailand for different surgeries and stuff. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't. Uh, I, I would be so scared. Their medical industries. But I know. I, I just. I, I don't. It's I don't horrifying. So. Well, I get stressed <laughs> going to like an urgent care here. Like yeah. I. So just I'm saying like you add in like travel, foreign po- like place, like different language. It's just too many variables to me to like. Like I want to be able to look at someone and explain why I need help. And I'm, right. and I'm not saying they aren't proficient. It's just for me too many variables. Oh, totally. It just that that is the equivalent of just saying like. I'm going to go to Florida to get some medical, elective medical <laughs> surgery. Done. No, no, don't do it. You're going right. to end up with concrete in your ass. And, right. You know, it's well, happened. Me and, me and Camille were, uh, went to Thailand because my brother lives in Bangkok. And uh, we were picking between Korean air and China air. And yeah. Korean air was significantly more expensive. But China air, you have to like sign, you have to give your passport number. And you have to sign a thing that says, I agree that I'm living under Chinese laws while I'm on the airplane. And we, I was like, you know what? I think let's spend the extra money and take Korean air. Yeah, <laughs> living under Chinese law. Prison. <laughs> yeah, wow. no way. There's lots no of yeah, way. like that with travel. They make you crawl underneath your seat, and that's the prison. <laughs> yeah, you have to live <laughs> under there. <laughs> wow, that's a little insane. in a little bag, like a dog or a cat. <laughs> talk. Ever heard of social media? We have, and no big deal, we are on it. Check us out on Instagram at BaldTalkPod or on Twitter at BaldTalkPodcast. Please make sure to like, rate, and review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We don't care where you get them, just get them. No judgment, wherever you get them, anywhere. 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 Whatever. No judgment. <laughs> as long as you listen, we don't give a fuck. Only on Bald Well, Dan, you have like, um, you're a very, and I, just a moment ago, like you said, like, uh, you know, I just want to talk you through this with some kindness and stuff. And, and I've, you do have, there's a, uh, you're very centered and you're very kind and you kind of, I like in your comedy that you are not, uh, 
not mean and that you kind of encourage a participation and acceptance and stuff. I make you yeah. sound like kind of woo woo, but but like I just You're think a you have a comedian, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're just like a naturally. There aren't many comedians who are just kind of naturally like, oh, I feel at ease. I feel uh, you're well, a nice yeah, person. I, person. Most comedians yeah, I are. try to go for a like, a, 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 like an inclusive. Yeah, and a, like and like like a like, hey, everyone, come on, get around here. You know what I mean? Like, I find that I'm, I'm that way socially as well. So I try yeah. to do that on stage too. Like, yeah, because I didn't know you that well, and and remember the first couple times we chatted you were just you did something that i just don't do with people you just came up and you were like immediately like hey how's it going i went to meet you i was like oh yeah. my god and so i had to go in myself i had to go past a few things like oh this guy must be insane and stuff and i was like oh no this <laughs> is sure. a nice person no this no, is I've run into that. <laughs> We've this, just is, this is how, this how human should oh, be oh i've run into that with mutual friends of ours that when i met them they were like uh uh, and don't get me wrong, as any good Midwestern guy who lived in Chicago, I, have, I can very easily be a dick. Yeah. Um, but uh, but where they were almost like distrusting of like, what's this? Like at yeah, first, what's your angle? Cause they're not, yeah, exactly. And then they're like, yeah. oh, I don't think this guy has an angle. Is he just weird? And then it's like, oh, no. He asked how I was doing because it's a good conversation starter and he's not going to walk away after asking that question. You know, right. those people are like, hey, how you doing, man? And then they keep going like, well, all right, I guess I'm fine. It's the first uh, stage it, like Daniel Van Kerr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my next Be album. Because like, yeah, because in, uh, like, in our business, like it, it's a 50-50. No, I'd say like it's a 60-70 chance of like if someone's nice to you, 70% they they want something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd know, say 90%. The, the 90%. There's a sociopath <laughs> element right. to it. And some of it, you get it, right? Sometimes it happens and you're like, oh, I'm glad that person offered their services or whatever or mm -hmm. like made themselves known to me because they would be great for me. Like sometimes it's you kind of have to on some level be like, here's a, here's my game. Uh, right. Let me know if you ever want to play together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've had... Like people who are like, I, I could just feel them being like, I don't know if I like that guy because <laughs> what's the deal that with like, too nice. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, him. yeah. I always try to come that way until like I get a good reason to not like if, if I'm like, hey, man, yeah. how's it going? And then that person's like, I remember I've told this story before in another podcast, but like at Second City in Chicago, there was a guy who worked there and I was my trying to be general, like gregarious self. And they were just a dick. Like I yeah. would like see them Ooh. like passing through the theater before a show, <laughs> and uh, it was Harold Ramis. I'm joking, and, uh, <laughs> and um, they yeah. were they were just a server there. But like before the show, I'd be like, "Hey man, how's it going?" And they just would not acknowledge me. Mm -hmm. And this probably went on for like a week. And I then I I remember deliberately being like, "Oh, you're an asshole," so I've got to be an asshole to you, which is yeah. fine if you want you that. And then yeah. after I'm not shitting you guys, after probably three weeks. What's up, you shit-eating fuck? I just hey, wouldn't man, even. You're cool. I, just, I just wouldn't even acknowledge. And I then know. the dude was like, "Hey, man, we're all going to Elhout." Like, started inviting me to the bar across the street. I was like, "Oh, so you're funny. one of the. You only trust negativity. Like, it, yeah, uh, niceness well, like made that shit. person very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, fine. You know, or if I run into somebody and I'm like, you know, uh, where was I? I had just gotten in an Uber recently, and I go, uh, "Hey, how's it going?" And the person, the driver goes, you need to acknowledge me and I have to acknowledge you before you get in. And I go, oh, okay. I go, I'm Daniel. And then they were like, I'm Richard. I go, Richard, you're going to have a better day than the one you're giving me right now. So like I had no problem. Like, okay, if we got to go down that, uh, like yeah. I'd rather be on the sidewalk, but I'm happy to walk down the alley with an asshole. Like totally. whatever. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I tried to, and I remember Brian, we had like, Without knowing each other for very long, I remember I was having like great conversations outside of UCB and like just talking yeah. about shit going on in our life. But I'd rather meet a person and go down that road than like just keep it distant until I don't know we are forced to someday talk. Like, why not just say I, hey? My, something I've discovered in my, myself recently is like my my perception. I guess my idea of like what in doing doing comedy for mm -hmm. me has always mm -hmm. been like. I want to do comedy because I, I love being funny. I love other funny people. And mm -hmm. that's how I bond with people. Sure. Like that's my, yeah. that's my communication. And that's my honesty a yeah. lot of times. Yeah. And you get and a lot so, of trust with people through doing, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, the yeah. trust on stage. Like we know, like you're like, oh, you're there. You were paying attention to me and you were there for what I dropped. Right. And yeah. so even, even though a lot of comedy is kind of like 
partially about not saying exactly the direct thing. It's like mm-hmm. sort of saying it mm-hmm. in, a, in an indirect way or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my so in my business ventures, a lot of times I I sort of have this thing of like, oh, I get along with that guy. You know, we do comedy together, so we're friends. And sure. then sometimes you're not. Like right. sometimes it's that that friendliness is a necessity to just sort of get through the process. Are you talking about mm-hmm. me? Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yes. When you, yes, Brian, when you texted me and said you were going to bring this up and like, I need to get some shit out with Charlie, I was like, okay. Like, I know, I, I know. You can drop back now because there's going to be a lot of screaming and tears. <laughs> but I think it's like, because um, I it, I thought of it because a friend of mine recently who who's, who's kind of in the past has been a little bit of like a, you know, a bit of a, a baller in in town. He Or he thought sure. himself as that, you know, he's like, I'm, he, lo- he loved doing the kind of like battling of, of getting deals and pitching and all this stuff that I, I despise. Um, yeah, I know who you're <laughs> talking about. Yeah. And so, so recently <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so he, he had a sort of exchange and at the end of it, when, when the business stuff did not move forward, he was like, Oh, well that's cool. I'm friends with this guy now. And th- then this person he was trying to, you know, get this deal to go forward with just like cut him off. And he was really? like, for the first time he was like, Oh shit. I, I think I've thought of these in these these people as my friends, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of realizing like, a lot of these a lot of these deals and stuff were, were just built around a that. deal, yeah, a deal, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so, but it was it was it was surprising to me to hear him be like, "Oh shit, I I think I've been having this different version of this, it." That's a long time in showbiz to figure that out. I figured that I out like 20 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they fucking bullshit you. It happens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, I think you- I, it makes me realize that my, I've, I've been I benefited from having most of my kind of like opportunities and and interactions and job stuff it has been with people that I just I just like them like oh, and I yeah. think or, I, mean, I think early bad. on my tolerance for like it's sort of like getting in the car and being like oh man if you're an asshole I can't I cannot be around you because I'm right. just I'm too I'm, I'm too thin skinned to toxicity <laughs> just like I, I take it on and start like withering so. yeah. But I think you but, see that go the other way too in comedy a lot. Like there's people that we both know, or all three of us know, I'm sorry, that like are very talented. And mm-hmm. I just wish I could tell them like, people don't want to be around you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, like you got yeah, to like, a lot of people like, like <laughs> I mean, we both, guys, Charlie, you, you know, like the writer's rooms and stuff you've been in, like where it's like, yeah, they're great, but do you want to be in a room with them for eight oh, hours? Oh God! And like, oh. and yeah, like, you just you just want them to come out of a box for like twenty minutes and deliver, and then leave, and then like, please yeah. go away. We can't spend eight hours and, together. That's why, like, I tried right. to get into pitching my own shows and creating my own shows. Was I was like, I cannot sit in these rooms with a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. There's a right. lot of just sour, mean, nasty writers that I'm like, I don't want to well, fucking be around you. We, all three of us know so many people who have like been on SNL and they all tell you, you get hired, then you meet with Lorne. And yeah. that's where mm-hmm. he decides if he wants to see you in the hallway at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday. Not that right, he's right, probably right. pulling those hours much anymore, but it's because of that where they're like, very funny, did all the stuff we want to do. We want them on the show. Now let's see, do I Can feel I like I want to be person? Yeah. Yeah, and I was true. Though, because I'm like, like, if you got to make a yeah. TV show and you got to be around somebody at six, you know, sixteen hour days, five days in a row, like you mm-hmm. got to like the people. Yeah, because how, it even how much, like is that is that sort of the hiring practice? This is like the most naive. This sounds like somebody is like, how do other people live their lives? Because entertainment is its own planet. But like you know, in a corporate setting, do they like? Ah, oh, man, this guy is brilliant, and he will bring us millions of dollars. But I can't talk to him in the morning i don't think they care i i worked in i worked in middle market mergers and acquisitions for a while as well as like sales like newspaper sales and i think for the most part uh, in those worlds they're like you hit your numbers we don't give a shit we don't care yeah as long as you're not violating like hr stuff and even sometimes we've found that people will sweep that shit under the rug as much as they can too they're like good for the company we don't care we don't care yeah yeah that's insane but I think comedy, especially, you know, like where all of us come from with like group work and stuff like that, it gets so ingrained of you of like, do you want to be around that person? <laughs> I know. I know. Right. I know because there's, because going back to what we were saying, like there's so much, you end up being, everybody goes through like uh, at some 
you know phase of like a project or whatever everybody it's going to lose their mind everybody's going to feel yeah. super crazy and vulnerable yep. or like just stressed out of their mind or whatever and so you want to be around people who are not going to like go insane on you right yeah because and then, but and then, but then you sort of more often than not it's like the showrunner who is the boss, so you have no choice. There's like, well, yeah, this guy's a sociopath. So I know. But but he's giving me a job. <laughs> <laughs> so but that's what, but that's what I'm saying. That's our basement. Your this, basement is when you go, well, it's a job. Yeah. And you yeah, know, we're all striving for above, way above that. That's what we're hoping Absolutely. for. Yeah. Um but I was gonna say before, like with uh your sort of your effervescent uh kindness that you radiate, it it's it's a little bit uh, like what we were saying, like with the ball, a bald dude conveys, you know, yep. villain yep. or tough yep. or kind of like, you know, I love to beat people up and everything. So is that in doing your comedy, has that ever been like people have this expectation of like, oh, this dude's going to come up about like maxing out of the gym and choking women and it's going to be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> or, or is, you know, did, do you ever have to kind of, is it, is that something that is a uh, a tool you use to kind of push against the type that maybe they're putting on you? You know, or it's you funny. Like- so I was a door guy for, I bet when you combine Chicago and LA, probably like nine years I did oh, door. Wow. And um, I would get negged like a woman in a sundress. Like hmm. they'd be like, you should smile more. Like all the time, you should smile more. And um, Really? I yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's because I'm like, well, oh one, God. I'm working. And two, at any point, I might have to go tell someone, like, get the fuck out of this bar. Yeah. So I couldn't just inherently in the job itself, you're kind of in a position where you always need to kind of be like, like, yeah, you know, that was great. Yeah, for, totally. That was great for the podcast, but I made a very stoic face. Okay. And uh, you, have to be, you have to yeah, be stoic. I had a buddy yeah. that was a door dude for years back in Minneapolis. And uh, he was just like, you have to. He was actually like a really jovial dude. Yeah. But when he was working, he was like, he almost had to play a character. Yeah. 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 And so I would experience a lot of that then, especially with like the sh- shaved head and stuff like that, where, you know, the approach of people would kind of be like, hey, man, I'd be like, how's it going? You know, because it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know. I'm the only door guy here most nights. So it's like, I can't, I can't seem like your friend when later on I have to tell you to put that chair down and get the fuck out. So, oh my God. But in comedy, I think. You know, I'm benefited from the fact, full disclosure, I'm, I'm very benefited from the podcast audience. So, so many people are coming to the show already knowing what I'm about. And I think that in my first hour, um, in my first hour, I started out with this bit where I would try to get the audience to clap on rhythm, proving that no one could ever, no group of people, they always speed up. It always, right. everybody speeds up. <laughs> and so... That bit in itself was very uh, bring everybody in. And, you know, I've never Mm -hmm. wanted anybody to, like, leave one of my shows. And there are a lot of comics who feel differently than this, Uh, (laughs) certainly these days. I never wanted anybody to leave like, isn't it great how he's such an asshole? Like, what what kind of ends up happening there with with this kind of, like, uh, asshole comic genre that we have right now that that is... uh, in a lot of comedy is you're essentially just saying into a microphone things people wish they could say. Yes. And yeah. so, catharsis. You're being so, cathartic. Right. And so they're, that catharsis or that transference of like, Oh, I wish I could fucking say that shit. That doesn't require a joke. That's almost just like a, like a motivational. I feel like, talk. wow. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like that's happening yeah. on its own too much. You know what yes, I mean? Like 100%. people are just saying yep. whatever the fuck they're thinking all the time everywhere. Right. And so, right. And so it, it's it like, is. if I scream, fuck these people to 200 people in an audience and I'm saying, but I'm not them. I'm saying, fuck other people. They just kind of feel like, oh, oh I can't believe he said it. That's, I wish I could say that shit. Mm-hmm. But none of that has a joke to it. And don't get me wrong. There are some people who fall into the category of asshole comedians who are brilliant comics. But the problem with that is, is it makes a whole bunch of people who aren't good comics think all they have to do is be an asshole. <laughs> and now they're funny. And so for me, yeah, it, it's, I think the energy that I, that I instantly come out on stage, I do a bit in my new hour about, uh, a, a, it's a sound, I don't want to give it away because I, I, I want to keep have, introducing it to people. Um, 
but uh, it's a sound that everybody makes that everybody makes different, but they think they make it perfectly correct. <laughs> and even in that, you, there's a real, like, I have the audience make the sound, like a couple of people make the sound. And we're kind of, I, I say this a lot in my first hour, but I really, it's kind of the baseline of my comedy is like, we're all in it together. And so I think if I hit the stage with that sort of energy, it mm-hmm. instantly like nullifies any sort of like, oh, what's this guy like? But I right. will say, even in those bits, I will do things where I kind of showcase that like sit down like that, like, like yeah. I'll get, I'll get like aggressive with the audience, but I've already set it up that it's such in a playful way that I'm sure that this sort of militant haircut plays into that energy as well when I need it to. Yeah. Um, if you wore a bright yellow jumper, I think it would just disarm that. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. I will do it. Probably more of a romper guy, but I would still do it. Yeah, or like with a like a flower on the each buttock. <laughs> Don't you think mount? too? And I'm sorry if this is like too much navel gazing. Like, feel free to like turn off the zoom. Um, <laughs> but like, I was I've kind of people can kind of have. Uh, obviously, this isn't a newsflash, but people can kind of have like a look. And I I have a very like big Midwestern like soft featured smile mm-hmm. face, and so I think that kind of offset some of that like shaved head guy yeah. look as right, well. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And and I don't know interestingly enough is I think for like um for acting I've ended up getting like a lot more serious stuff than my comedy. So mm-hmm. I, I but I think that that kind of plays into what you're saying of like, well it's just this six foot two shaved head guy like that's yeah. so cool yeah. though that's like i wish i could think of his name from the usual suspects what was that uh kevin pollock kevin pollock yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he's gone in and out of like drama and comedy totally i love oh, yeah. i love when comedians i like like do dramas and stuff it's always kind of fun yeah, yeah. Rory, rory and i are actually working right now on doing uh we're first going to do it as a stage reading but we want to do it uh on its feet i think we're gonna uh hopefully in 2022 we're gonna do uh true west I oh, was going to say that. That's so good. Can I yeah. get a Can I get yeah. two pounds? 100%. I love uh, But yeah, West. I think, yeah, and because we both love that side of it, and we both have very similar energies. We're both very, like, we're, uh, I found out recently that Rory does a thing on stage that I did that neither one of us knew. Mm-hmm. Oh, when he walks funny. out, When he walks out on stage, he tends to say something the equivalent of, like, you are fun, be fun, mm-hmm. and just kind of like, and for me, I tend to go, this is a good time you're having a good time. They're going to have a good time. And then that is, that's kind of the last thing I say before I go out on stage to myself. And you just, Oh, that's cool. By will, like kind of try to put the audience in that headspace. And so Roy and I have very similar approaches to comedy and we've worked together for so long. I, I, at one point we were, I, I said, I was like, dude, if we did true West, I think it would really work. Yeah. Yeah. And plus get us to be able to, yeah, just to be able to do that. Like, uh, um, that dramatic side of it, I just would eat up. So I think we're actually working with Steppenwolf to do like a stage. Damn, reading. that's dope, yeah. man. And then Seriously? we'd want to put it up. Yeah, and then we'd want to just put it up. I told him, I go, Rory, could you imagine? Like comedy festivals would have us come there and do True West. You don't need much to do it. Yeah. And wouldn't it be great if people were like, are you going to True West? Like, are they doing it as comedy? Like, no, they play it. It's inherently going to have some more comedy because it's us. Yeah. But, but no, they just play it completely straight. That's so, cool. Oh, that's I great. I hope we. So you would would you be the John Malkovich? Uh, I know yeah. there's like the sort of like troubled brother, and then there's the the straight laced one. Yeah, I I'm more the I straight laced. Yeah. But remember, remember. I think. Think, oh, go were ahead. you gonna say oh. uh, the Philip Seymour? Yes, Hoffman? and they yeah, would I switch. Saw, was I that twenty twenty? Was that two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand? Yeah, I saw it. I saw the night that. Uh, so Philip Seymour Hoffman was the. Oh God, he was the the straight laced one, and then they switched, right? Yeah, you never they knew. switch every other night. So I'm trying oh, they to switch think. every other night. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think he was the straight laced one, and um, uh, John C. Riley was the kind of the rager, which was weird because, because it's John, Austin John, and John Lee. C. Riley is gigantic. You yeah. know what I mean? He's yeah. imposing. Yeah, but it still was a it it didn't have. There's just a sweetness in him that I couldn't erase from his like from Magnolia when he mm-hmm. was that cop and stuff mm-hmm. and just yeah, he just totally. had there's a there's a sweetness to him. 
that I could not pull out, you yeah. know. And yeah. there's a darkness to Philip Seymour Hoffman that he had that, like, just was part of him. That yeah. right. I kind of yeah. wanted to see. Yeah. But it was still phenomenal. And it's yeah. insane to think that they would flip it every other night. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way we fall, because we haven't even decided yet on who would be what brother. Because you guys, I mean, I I could see you guys do either one. You know I, what I mean? That's how we feel about yeah, it, too. But, but see there, I was I was typecasting you because you're bald. Oh, I'm a baldist. Yes. Yeah. Brian, you're I'm a baldist. baldist. <laughs> it only took 56 this. episodes to find out. <laughs> you, you're secretly a self-hating bald. Oh, God, I'm a self-hating baldist. Can I ask you guys a uh, question? Do you ever just look at somebody and go, look at the hair on that guy? Oh, oh yeah. And then I hate, and I, and I'm like, and I hate when it's bad hair and I'm like, you're wasting this gorgeous head of hair and you're not even like, I get so mad when I see somebody with like a full head of hair and just the worst haircut. (laughs) I'm like, you could be anything you want. That's what, uh, speaking of, we were talking about, put that bowl on your head. When Cody Bellinger shaved his hair down, I was like, what'd you do? You had a mane. (laughs) Why'd you do that? That man was the same fucking rocking. I think the same thing all the time. And the other thing I want to do is when I see someone, because I remember, I bet it was 2005, maybe, six, I was getting my hair cut on the north side of Chicago, and the woman told me that I had a little spot. And I bet at that point... what? Why would the stranger just like, oh, by yeah, the way, I don't know if you're bald. Right. And, but I, guys, I had no idea. Seriously? And I bet it was maybe like the size of a, of a silver dollar, maybe, yeah. and maybe a half dollar. It was very small. And I, I was like, Oh, okay. And I never thought about it. Like I didn't, it wasn't until it became so obvious, like six years later, or whatever, what up five years later that I was like, Oh, I got to shave my head. Um, but sometimes I'll see you guys with that a little bit. And I, I know they either don't know yet or they think nobody else can see. And I just want to go Rograine right now. Just start right now. (laughs) It'll hold on to everything. I mean, chances are, and this isn't a commercial for them. I don't get paid, but hymns, whatever you want to do, they will, it'll hold on to everything. Cause even when I went to the hair restoration, the guy goes, if you were in your late twenties or early thirties, um, and had started taking Rogaine, you could probably get hair restoration now because it would have, you wouldn't be thinning around the side at all. Like it would have kept all of that, but that's just about, but then like, I don't know. I'm not, I was, I don't come from the type of place or family where like you have the kind of money to do hair restoration in your twenties. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah me it was not an option. <laughs> well, I, when, when, when it was an option, like early on, I was like, I was also, I didn't come from the kind of family that instilled the ability to repeatedly put something on my head every day. Like I just Same. that wasn't part of my conditioning oh my <laughs> to, to have that accountability. I was like, no, I will I will do it for a week and I'll forget yep. for a month and then I'll start it up again and I'll put it on oh, the wrong pe- spots. And people do not understand that probably the greatest accomplishment in my life is that I did Invisalign. Like that, the, yeah. that I wore the trays every single day. A brush might be like more. Like I, oh, I'm a it's huge. The, I'm a daily flosser and brusher and all that shit. I really, yeah. yeah. My daughter, my daughter just started on Invisalign, and I was like, oh, shit. I think this is gonna get lost fast and forgotten mm-hmm. about quickly. Because <laughs> it's all. Are we doing? Her. How are we doing so far? Uh, we'll see. Okay. I think she's a week into it, so there's okay. no report of like, Dad, I can't find my. Thing, yeah so. i never lost i mean literally the same thing though brian i was like i'm gonna I, i'm gonna lose this I, I had to commit so hard yeah to to it but i yeah I, I did it it's such a shitty accomplishment to be proud of yourself for but <laughs> <laughs> i'll take what i can get all right well we're coming around to ben here but i did want to the one last thing when you were talking about some of the bits you know what your upcoming hour and stuff you do a lot of uh you do some trivia night like some yeah pub you do it like pub work stuff and, and then one of the things you sort of talked about was that you do a lot of like comedy games that include the entire audience i think yeah that's for sure really cool is you, that oh go ahead okay i was just gonna say oh. like where can where can people are you doing like a regular thing like where can yeah so like in in the pandemic i did i did shows right up until everything shut down i was headlining at cap city in austin and the NBA shut down on that. What was that like Thursday or Wednesday? And then I was like Friday, even more stuff shut down. And then Saturday I was like, are we doing shows? And they were like, yep. And I'm like, yeah, it's Texas. So 
I flew back <laughs> the next day and then I did like two short digital sets, like stand up sets in May. And then um, I think I did one in June and then I did a headlining digital set in July of 2020. And I, uh, I liked it. And, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people quote unquote came out to it or logged into it, but it felt like eating like sugar free ice cream. Like I was like, yeah, we had dessert, but it didn't. Yeah, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't like feel. Yeah, button. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's that's a great way of yeah putting it. <laughs> like we did it. A, like we definitely we. It was cold. The mouthfeel yeah. was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was um, mushy. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, you know what? I just don't think for me, and I'm only speaking for myself. I was like, I just don't think I can do more digital stand up. But I, I mm. still wanted to make money, <laughs> and I yeah. still wanted Selfish. to work. Uh, and do this. So I thought to myself, like, what is a way I can do that and make it enjoyable? So I created like a a bingo night and it's just on zoom and Mm -hmm. you digitally get cards and we raise money for no kill animal shelters, big brothers, big sisters, and food banks. If you win one of those organizations wins and when you win, you can win money or you can win actual prizes. And I also did like small group camp games, like literally 12 people. And we would do like games you would do with, with it as long as they could obviously translate via screen, um, like camp games and stuff like that. And then like Jackbox, which, you know, is a great game. You can play through zoom with people and that would only be 12 people. They would run like two hours. So I would be investing way more time than doing like an hour of stand up or doing a quick show at UCB. But like I would do all those. And then I started like a pub trivia thing. And the idea of it was, it'll be fun. It is still a way for me to have audience interaction. And then inherently because of me, it'll be comedic. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it almost boils down to like organized crowd work. Um, yeah. But it yeah. allowed a lot of people who didn't have comedy clubs to go to, or certainly for the most part of the last year and a half, like couldn't go out or were at risk or, or any of those things to be like, oh, here's something I can do that will be funny. Because I think on some level for me, the stand up just felt like I said, like we're going through the motions and it's the same things, but it doesn't, f- you're just not getting the same feeling or vibe. Whereas, oh, like, yeah. I did like, um, uh, Zoom ASCAD a couple times, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, I can't, just, like Charlie, I can't even imagine. I can't, and I'm not yeah. saying it. The the it feels like a writer's been, room that's just been like let go for a while. And yeah, then, like, that's our show. Or, like it's really, a little like delayed, and like you can't right. really gauge. Well, you can't even see the audience. So you're like right. You know, well, I do comedy because I want to make a bunch of people fucking laugh. Right. <laughs> and right. so if you don't know if they're laughing, it's like, what am I even doing? Yeah. Well, and so- it's like talking to uh, bands about performing in this. They're like, yeah, we doing doing sort of like streaming shows and stuff is a, is rehearsing, like a very committed rehearsal. Oh. And, uh, yeah. and, and they're like, and the difference is like we're getting the sound waves, we're getting the energy from the music and stuff, but we're not getting this other huge component which is the energy generated by the audience like it is yeah and it's a physical thing it's like it is really a physical thing like more and more like yeah i mean i think this every time doing like working like if you do a take and it's funny and then they know that like they're cut and people can laugh then Mm-hmm. Even then, you're still getting a little bit of that, like that that yes. energy acknowledgement. Yes. So, oh yeah, you know, I, but, I, I put that weird void. This could be. I don't know if this is smart or dumb, but when I shoot something, <laughs> <laughs> like all of my life, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I uh, when I shoot something, I'm just trying to make the crew laugh. Yep. Yeah, I don't care about yep. anything else. I'm like, if yep. the crew laughs, I'm happy. Like they're like my live audience when I'm. Shooting. I mean, what is better than when they go? cut and then you hear it all oh, let go yeah yeah and you're and you're like you, i got every one of you fuckers yeah you fuck, <laughs> like you were all trying to not ruin that fucking take like yeah, yeah it's it's the you know, it's the best and when you're in a scene too and you're doing that with like your co-stars and stuff like that obviously like farley was notorious for like saving it for saturday night to like really fucking get people right. but like but yeah so to me it was like you know if i do a pub trivia just inherently apart from normally people all being in a bar together, I'm the person reading the questions and then we send like the teams out into the breakout rooms so they still get to like interact and figure out what their answers are going to be for that round. But then when they come back, like I can riff on what that question was or certainly like if I'm just calling bingo, like I can notice somebody's thing and like talk to them. I even do a thing where like in the bingo, if somebody wins and they use the free space to get bingo, they have to tell a secret. Mm, And if, yeah. And so then you'll get people like, 
I mean, guys, people like one woman, like in her sixties was like, look, I love my husband, but every night I have dreams about my ex-husband and that's my secret. <laughs> Jesus. And then like another guy yeah, I heard was like, you solved a lot of murders through these speakers. Right? <laughs> we have solved two murders, two murders. Two cool. murders. Um, it's one case, but it's still two murders. That's and then, right. uh, like we had a guy who was like, my secret is I got my first hand job on 9-11. And I'm like, me 9-11? And he's like, yeah. Who, he hooked up that night. So yeah. it, if, if, if I can't do comedy off of that, it, you know, I, yeah. I need to quit. But like, it just gave me a forum to be able to still interact with people, have a technical audience, be funny, but just kind of change the format so that it would still work. So I still do all those shows. Everything's at danielvankirk.com. Um, if anybody wants to do one or wants to join in, they're great. Like we're wrapping up. You can join in because you still win money just for playing. But like the trivia has been like a league throughout the year mm-hmm. and the grant, whatever team wins, um, they're all in different places, but they're going to go to one place. Everybody obviously will be vaxxed and everything. And I'm going to come to their whoever like their team captain's house and do like a house show or do a game night for those, but I'm just going to come there and do it. So yeah, they're fun. And, uh, I make the prizes worth it. There's, there's great stuff people can do. And if, if you're looking for an excuse to laugh from your own home and not pretend it's a stand up show, um, I'm in. Yeah. And if you're into some bald dude, I mean, you just want to watch a bald dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's the main selling point. Yeah. Just, Oh, that's more of my only fans. That's more of my only fans, but there's still plenty of content <laughs> there too. Yeah, that's the one where you peel like because you actually have like you shave your head, but even then you've got like a a a, a, a hair piece that looks like a shaved head. You peel <laughs> that off, and it's just pure skin. Pure, such pure a secret. Skin. Oh, that's pure. a secret. Can I say one? Le- can I say oh, yeah, one thing before we yeah. go? It, I, and I don't want to dovetail into a hunt. I know we've gone long enough, but I thought of this earlier and I didn't say it. Don't you think it's crazy though when we were talking about wigs that in the like female African American community, wigs are such an accepted part of like social uh, norm, right? Yeah, that they're completely fine. But in ours, if you just decided like I'm going to wear this wig today, I'm gonna wear the, people would think you're nuts. Like mm-hmm. you're yeah. you're nuts. And I think it just becomes it's like well no that just happened long enough that people are like, I want my hair to look like this, or I don't, you know, it, it's obviously, um, there's a, there's great documentaries about it, about like the hair, hair in the African American community and the process mm-hmm. to like do what yeah. you want and all those things. But I, it, it dawned on me the day I was like, isn't it crazy that like, if I was like, I kind of want to wear a wig today, people would just be like, he's right, insane. Daniel yeah, went yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. It does sort of feel like I like this point in history oh, that's such a vague statement but it's like i feel like more and more people are like hey, you know what i want to do this shut up you don't yeah, set the rules yeah i just 100%. feel like i feel like and i started watching this documentary there's a really good thing on apple plus uh shout out to apple plus they're our new sponsor <laughs> they're not We're welcoming endorsements if you, uh... <laughs> but they have a thing called 1971 which is about that one year and what happened in music and then what was happening socially and i didn't realize like 71 was such a bananas year but it was also oh, this year know. when so many people were like you know what Did, no you these rules that arbitrarily have been established, fuck them, you know, just yep. across the yeah. board. And it really feels like there's so much of that happening now where it's just I like agree. even more. So it's like, come on. Like I, I look agree. at my daughter, they're like, there are no rules. As long that's as you're doing I, it for that, yourself. That's how I raise her. No rules. No boundaries. <laughs> yeah, no boundaries. No structure. Say, total freedom. Not, 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 total right. freedom. As long as you're doing it for yourself to make yourself happy without filling the gap of something you're not dealing with, go for it. Yeah, yeah exactly. totally. Go for it. Go for good, it. Good good point to end on. And yeah. shave your head if you need to. Yes. <laughs> All right, Daniel. It's, uh, always Daniel, this was lovely. Thank you for doing yeah, the man. podcast. Oh, thank you, guys. I would love to invite you both to uh, come on either Pen Pals or Dumb People Town sometime. Love I would to. Love I, I do. We'd love to have you guys. All love right. I will, uh, right. I, I will actually make sure that happens in a non-LA, yeah, let's do that sometime. <laughs> but this is how Hollywood works, guys. Pay yeah. attention. <laughs> a little for him, a little back to us. That's how it works. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Charles, you want to bundle it? Yep. Uh, All right, Baldies and Harrows, thanks for listening to Bald Talk. Uh, Follow us on Instagram, at Bald Talk Pod. Uh, Download, subscribe, rate, review, listen, enjoy, wherever you get your podcasts. And Campfire Media is our new network. Right. And, oh, speaking of social media, Twitter, we're on that. Let me do it this way. Bald Talk Badtas. Bald Talk Badtas. 
podcast, uh, and we'll just post stuff on there, and we won't bring up QAnon on that. Uh, we might. We don't know. We might. <laughs> we'll you see. know what? The truth is out there. That's also an X-Files <laughs> reference. All right, y'all. That's it. Thanks for coming. See you next time. Shave everything. Including okay, thanks, Baldies. Someone to talk to Brian and Charlie Have a hairless party And they are all there to invite you No hairdos No shampoos Interviews Only on Bald Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're You're here to to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.